Oh, you think for yourself? We like that around here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Who does not love a good rankings list? The best songs from your favorite era, the best movies from when you were in high school. But how about one a little bit more serious, and that is which of the states have the best economic outlook? And that is tied directly to policies that encourage growth and encourage economic freedom. Well, the list is out. It is updated for 2023, and we're about to let you know how things stand. I'll tell you how to find out how your state did as well. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. I'm now joined by Jonathan Williams. He is the Executive Vice President of Policy and the Chief Economist for the American Legislative Exchange Council. And uh, Jonathan, first of all, been a while since you've been on the program, so I really appreciate you coming back. Economic outlook ranking, uh, before we get into some of the top and some of the bottom states, what are the things that made up the ranking? I mean, what uh, what were the criteria for being at number one or number 50? Well, thanks for having me back, Mike. And as always, uh, greetings from the land of make-believe here in Washington, D.C. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This is the 16th edition of our Rich States, Poor States report that we put together. I've been involved with it from day one uh, with Art Laffer, who is Ronald Reagan's economic advisor, of course, and, and Steve Moore, another great economics uh, friend of ours. And, uh, you know, we wanted to put this together to give state policymakers and the concerned public and business owners and hardworking taxpayers all across the country a way to measure how their state ranks against the others and how it stacks up. And we have these 50 laboratories of democracy. So competition is our friend, right? And it means that the best ideas rise above in the successful states that, you know, we in this report, we look at taxes and regulation and labor policy, things that we know matter for economic growth. And the states that follow, you know, that formula of better policy in those areas are some of the fastest growing states in America. So we like to think this isn't just a theoretical rank because there's so many different ways that states are ranked these days. But these are variables that your state policymakers and your state capital uh, directly control in a given year. And they're things that can make a big difference for not just the current status of your economy, but also for your kids and for your grandkids and where your state's going to be 50 years from now. Okay, so are you looking at the the outcomes and basically how the states are doing economically, or is this a grade card of the policies they have in effect? Well, it's a little bit of both. And uh, we have an economic outlook ranking that measures based on the current policies that are in effect, uh, where we think the state is headed when it comes to economic growth and competitiveness. And we also have an economic performance ranking. And you can see both at richstatespoorstates.org. That's a backwards looking measure that looks at job creation over the last decade, that looks at overall economic output in your state, as well as uh, population. And that's actually one of the really key findings is how much a Americans continue to vote with their feet and leave big government states that are high tax and high regulation. And they're going to states with more economic opportunity and more economic freedom. And that's one of the key takeaways, once again, in the 16th edition of Rich States, Poor States. All right. We're visiting with Jonathan Williams from uh, the American Legislative Exchange Council. Okay, let's look at uh, maybe the top couple of states uh, in the rankings, the ones that are doing the best in your all's view and maybe the bottom couple. What are the which states are at the top and the bottom? Because I want people to look up their own state for sure on their own. But what are the things that separate those two? Well, you know, it's an incredible 
full success story at the top. Utah, we just launched these rankings from Salt Lake City with the governor and legislative leaders. They've been number one for all 16 editions of Rich States, Poor States. And they've had an incredible track record of not just being there at the top, but then staying at the top for more than a decade and a half as all the other states are trying to catch up. Uh, Utah has been just a very innovative policy leader in so many different ways, whether it's trying to address property tax burdens correctly, whether it's uh, reforming their state pension system where these unfunded liabilities threaten the financial health of you know, a dozen or more states across the country that seriously have this problem, uh, looking at the issue of uh, federal funds coming into the states and how do you protect taxpayers and core government services when the federal government pulls back on that uh, aid to the states. And, you know, even things like creating a flat tax that they did 15 years ago in Utah. Uh, Utah has been an incredible uh, story of free market policy success. They're followed by Arizona. Arizona, uh, that just created a flat tax and also education, universal education freedom accounts uh, just in the last year under Governor Ducey, uh, and then uh, North Carolina at number two. So Utah, North Carolina, and Arizona are the top three states. And that's just a commitment to free market policy of keeping tax burdens low, giving education freedom, uh, and doing uh, what they are really is a, this no, uh, no secret that the success that, you know, you've, all those states are huge inbound migration states, and they're some of the fastest growing states in America. Of course, on the other side, you have the flip side, uh, big government states, some of the highest tax burdens, states like New York at 50th, uh, Vermont, Bernie Sanders, Vermont at 49th, and Minnesota, a state that unfortunately has turned the corner in a very anti-business and anti-taxpayer way in recent years, and this is their worst ranking ever coming in at 48th. Yeah, look at the uh, pattern here. It's not, there is a pattern, although it's not exclusive. Utah, North Carolina, Arizona, Idaho, Oklahoma, generally red states, although North Carolina was definitely, you know, a state where Democrats can, uh, you know, obviously win control from time to time. So that's a little more of a purple state. But the bottom ranking states on your list, California, Illinois, New Jersey, Minnesota, Vermont, New York, that is uh, that is 45 through 50. Very clear pattern in how they govern. I mean, those bottom five states are are absolutely almost universal in their approach to high taxes and and a lot of activism and policy as opposed to free markets. Well, that's absolutely right. And they spend way too much in those states. And that's one of the key takeaways from our 16 years of research here is to get it right when it comes to competitiveness means that it get to you have to really get it right when it comes to making the hard decisions on needs versus wants and prioritizing government spending and making sure that you're not overextending yourself, even in times of surpluses like most states have right now, in times when the federal government is sending uh, printed dollars out to the states. You know, these are dangerous times uh, to try to protect against overspending, but the states that get it right in the long term, the states that have kept tax burdens low, that have been most competitive, get it right on the spending side of the ledger first. All right. Uh, we've just got a minute or so left, uh, Jonathan. And so I'm going to want to make sure everybody can go to the website. And so we'll give out that information here in just a moment. Uh, were there any policy outcomes in 60 seconds or so that surprised you that affected the list? I mean, there are things that are good in theory, but then there are the results that actually happen. Well, you know, there's been some really good movements in the last year. I mentioned Arizona, but we had five states become flat tax states in the last year, including Iowa and Idaho and Mississippi and Georgia. 
top of Arizona. And uh, we saw some really big movements in states like that. Uh, in Virginia, we saw Governor Glenn Youngkin come in and take what had been a state that is drifting to a big government direction. And in just about a year or two here in office, has really turned Virginia around and begin to improve their ranking, gain six spots this year just because of a turnaround in the governor's office there doing more free market items. So there's some great turnaround stories. And it's just amazing how even in a relatively short amount of time, if you have the right leadership and the right principled policymaking, you can make a huge difference for the future of your state. Okay. And you can find all the rankings at richstatespoorstates.com. But what about the American Legislative Exchange Council? How do people get in touch with you there? Yes, richstatespoorstates.org and alec.org are the two spots you want to visit. It's a free download. You want to check out how your state ranks this year. All right, great. Jonathan Williams, American Legislative Exchange Council, and I'm glad you corrected me, richstatespoorstates.org, just to make sure we get that right. Jonathan, appreciate the update. Fascinating stuff and something policymakers should be considering. Well, thank you for having me back. Always good to join you. Just ahead, one of those policies affecting the state rankings is education freedom. So what is the future of school choice? We're going to get the update on that just ahead right here on American Viewpoints.